let's get started. Today is January 29th, 2023. This is Sunday Morning Manga. I am Derek S. McGrath. My pronouns are he, him, his. I live stream here every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Twitch and YouTube. A video recording is available at youtube.com slash Derek S. McGrath. And an audio podcast version at DerekSMcGrath.substack.com. You can read my writing on WordPress and other websites at DerekSMcGrath. And you can email me, Derek.S.McGrath at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, please consider a monetary contribution. Putting together the stream takes a bit of work and your tips help pay down costs for setups, subscriptions, and any purchases for reading. One-time contributions can be sent to coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath. And you can subscribe monthly at my new Patreon, patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath. Thank you for your consideration. This stream is not endorsed by any companies mentioned, any persons mentioned, or any financial contributors mentioned. This stream is intended for information and entertainment purposes only. All names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of the stream is the intellectual property of the speaker, me, unless otherwise indicated. The views and opinions expressed on this live stream are those of the speaker, also me, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any other persons mentioned in this stream. This stream is not safe for work due to coarse language and mentions about bigotry in various forms. And I should have added also descriptions of brutality and violence, and we'll get to that discussion. As with every Sunday, there is a live reaction to a new manga chapter. This time we're looking at chapter 47 of Akane Banashi. The series is written by Yuki Suenaga. Illustrated by Takamasa Moi, with Rakugo supervision by Kaiki Hayashiya, translated into English by Stephen Paul, with lettering by Sneer Aharon. The series is licensed in the United States by Viz, which you can read on their website. Links to Akane Banashi and other content from today's stream are available on my website, DerekSMcGrath.wordpress.com. There's also a script for today's stream and all images for greater accessibility. And as annoyed as you are hearing it, I'm just as annoyed seeing it. We're not out of this pandemic, people. Please mask up when going out or indoors and please get vaccinated. There are enough losers, misfits, and dumbasses minimizing the threat of COVID. Many of them operating out of Congress now and their words and actions are prolonging this pandemic. This isn't even gain into how we are losing COVID medical treatments due to changes at the FDA and the federal national emergency around COVID. So your best chances of protecting yourself and others is getting vaccinated, masking up, and avoiding in-person activities where possible. But before we get to anything else, thanks to those of you who have contributed to me on Patreon, if you contribute at the $5 tier, you can listen early to my audio commentary for Episode 4 of Bungo Stray Dogs Season 4. This is the true beginning of this season's arc, so if you need a jumping on point for this season, now would be the time. Check out that episode at Crunchyroll and listen along while watching to my audio commentary. The newest audio commentary is available for $5 patrons at patreon.com slash DerekSMcGrath. Previous audio commentaries are free on YouTube and Substack. Thanks to Coffee and Patreon contributors, including Emily Lauer and Alec Roach. Thank you for your financial support. And now, on to today's live reaction. We're going to look at the sexism inherent to Rakugo as well as whether leaning into or away from sensuality is going to fit every single woman who performs it. This is Akane Banashi, and we are doing a live reaction to today's brand new chapter, just released this morning, chapter 47. 
You can pull up the newest chapter at viz.com slash shonen jump slash chapter slash akane dash banashi. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous how Akane Banashi would address the sexy Rakugo performance. This arc that we're currently in in the manga started more or less around chapter 39. We had already met Rakugo Master Urara Raseka in earlier chapters. Now we finally get to see her performances in action. The problem of this arc, and I really hate that I keep saying problems when I'm talking about portrayals of women in manga. I did this with Blue Lock where I said the problem with Blue Lock is how it treats women, and then I put up an image of one of the main characters who is a woman and listed this as problem when the problem I was referring to was the sexism and instead it becomes an image of a woman with the word problem next to it suggesting the woman is the problem. I regret this mistake that I keep making. This time the slide says gender performances in Akane Banashi with an image of Urara and I hope this communicates this is a performance and there is something problematic but she is not the problem. So that digression out of the way I'll get back to today's script. The problem of this arc, and by that I mean the problem that characters have to solve, which is what constitutes a plot to a story, owes itself to what this arc is about. This arc in the manga is tackling the history of misogyny in Rakugo. Our main character, Akane, is told how, in the past, women like her were told they could not participate in this art form. We, the audience, are told how women were told they can't do Rakugo as men do it, so they are refused training and audiences. Notice my phrasing, that these women are told they can't do it like men do it, so they can't participate. They're not told they can't do it at all, even though that is what is happening. The precise language in this arc is, women can perform in the way men do men do and that gets read as so you can't participate at all which is not how that works it's why it's called gender performances plural there are many ways to perform any one gender to act like you should be excluded from rakugo because you're not performing like a man could even if you could perform like a man could which yeah you could yeah, this is a problematic topic to address because you're having to dismantle bigotry within the institution of Rakugo. It is my silly ignorance that at no point reading this manga did I think about how few girls and women were shown as Rakugo performers in the overall series. I'm going to repeat a phrase throughout today's live stream. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I have appreciated Akane Banashi as a series for having a girl as the lead character, for letting her role as the Rakugo performer that we're following, not only as a student, but as someone who is a seasoned practitioner. Even if she's not going to be considered a master, when we see her perform in the series, we think she's an expert. We think she's really talented. We're behind her. And I've appreciated that as we follow her journey, where her gender is obviously part of her identity, the story has at no point stopped her. At no point has anyone said, you are a girl, this is not for you. I could be wrong on this, but I think until this arc, I do not remember one instance of any character saying that a girl like Akane or any woman could not perform Rakugo. That's not to say no one was discouraging Akane. Her parents, her teachers, her colleagues were trying to dissuade her, but those characters were not all men. And when it was women trying to dissuade her, they never in an obvious manner, and granted as a cisgender man, I might be missing this. It never came across that the women trying to dissuade Akane ever said in an obvious manner 
that this had to do with gender. I don't remember them suggesting that Rakugo was not for women. Instead, the reasons could still have sexism inherent to them, but the reasons stated were the career is hard. It was never the career that's hard for women, so don't do it. It was never the career is hard, that's why men do it. There wasn't implicit chauvinism in that. It was a statement of, this is art, this is entertainment. It's an old form, it doesn't make a lot of money, the pay is low. There are more stable forms of employment and self-financing out there. Don't pursue this career, focus on your college education. That was the advice Akane was getting. There can be sexism in all of that, but it wasn't stated that you as a woman will have a harder time in this art form or you as a woman shouldn't do this. It was, and yes, economics and gender go hand in hand. You can't separate those. But it was, like I'm going to keep repeating, a damned if you do kind of conundrum. I appreciate that this story takes as a given that, of course, Rakugo can be gender neutral. And that's something I have loved about this part of the story. But that leads to the damned if you don't problem. If you don't acknowledge sexism is implicit to Rakugo, as it is implicit to any institution in this century, you are being naive. You are being a liar. You can't ignore sexism. This is not a one-to-one -one comparison, but look up the debates that you have in Deep Space Nine, the Star Trek series about, is the Las Vegas simulation of lounge singers and casinos whitewashing history, or is it acknowledging that this is the ideal we should be reaching for, and this is the kind of story we want represented, not to ignore racism, but to show this is where we should be and should constantly be striving. Is Akane Banashi by showing up to now that, yes, there are girls and women performing Rakugo, and that's great, this isn't chauvinism, is that ignoring sexism and offering an ideal that doesn't exist, or is it presenting an ideal that we should be striving towards? It's a question of how you're going to choose to address sexism, how you choose to represent it, and what solutions you offer in opposition to this bigotry. And it, the way you address it is by just having your main character be a girl. And her role models include women. That can be your response to sexism is saying, we're demonstrating that this is a possibility that we want more of, but... Is that not addressing real-world concerns? I don't know that that's the only problem I have with this arc, because the problem that I was taking a bit more personally with this arc is that I don't know that, as is suggested with Urara that you see on screen, whether leaning into women's sex appeal and even that's not a proper phrasing, the many forms sex appeal can take amongst women, is necessarily as progressive as I think the manga is trying to suggest. Or maybe I'm misreading this, so let me start over to try to explain a bit more context. This arc has had... Urara as a side character for quite a while. She is a Rakugo master, but we haven't seen her performance on stage yet. Of all the teachers Akane has had, she is now the latest of her teachers. And Urara's rise in fame is owed in part to her ability to bring sensuality into her performances. The challenge in front of Akane now is whether she herself should do the same. Should she lean into flirtation and sensuality in her own performance of this courtesan story? To the credit of this manga, with Akane being underage, no, it doesn't get skeevy. If anything, it's kind of a shockingly enduring and wholesome arc, and I don't mean that in some puritanical way. I mean that... Akane's never been on a date, at least I think that's what was confirmed, 
and she's really awkward about it. She goes on a date with a boy from her school and she is so awkward, but he's also so awkward. So we're not presenting this as gendered in one way or the other. It's just a condition of age and experience. This is the least sensual, least sexy, least fan servicey thing I have seen in this kind of a story in a long time. That Cove risk going into the most gross misogynistic paths possible, especially with underage characters, and it didn't do that. But we'll get to Akane's no good, very bad, cringy date in a moment. The hang-up I have with this arc in the manga is that it's suggesting that the talent that Akane's new teacher, Yurara, has is reduced to just her looks. Now, that's not accurate, because we're going to see her performance in action, and while we can't literally hear it, we can see it and see how the audience is reacting, but this is... A manga. This is a silent medium. You don't get to see what the audience sees, or rather, you don't get to hear what the audience hears, and that becomes a challenge. How do you have your Rara be this amazing Rakugo performer if we are focusing on a visual medium? Up to now, and even in this arc, we have what the audience imagines, what they visualize. We get some of those visuals, but even those visuals are couched in this really awkward performance. Or, I shouldn't have said awkward performance. It's couched in awkward wording. Akane is told by one of her seniors that in the history of your Rara's performances, the best applause that Yurara ever got was when she was saying silent for eight minutes. If she was saying silent for eight minutes, what was it that got the applause? It doesn't have to be her physical appearance. It doesn't have to be only how she carried herself in silence. But it is hard for me to not read it when coupled with everyone falling for Yurara's looks to think, is the story suggesting that the eight minutes of applause were only for her looks? Are we just reducing this teacher to her looks? All of this is not necessarily helped when other characters refer to her as like a drug. That when she gives a performance, she captivates the audience and is practically not just putting them to sleep, but killing them like overwhelming them with her performance. Now granted, as this story plays out, we do see how her talents at auditory and visual performance make her a Rakugo master. It's not just her looks. But as is going to be apparent in the rest of my remarks today, as I'm going to keep saying in this arc, women are damned if they do, damned if you don't. If you focus on your Rob Ra's looks, you ignore her other talents, but if you don't talk about how someone who didn't look like her may not have been as successful in the Rakugo business, then you are ignoring that implicit sexism. So far, we have not had any man judged by his physical appearance that I can remember, such that he didn't have the potential to be a Rakugo master. But when it comes to Yurara's introduction, I can't help but think how the story is telegraphing implicit misogyny within the business that there is an implicit misogyny that says this physical appearance makes it the exception to become a master or if that's being too harsh then her physical appearance didn't hurt her chances that being said the story does not hold your rara as the your example for women performers. She is not the first woman we have met who performs Rakugo, and while a lot of the characters, men, women, MBs, prop her up as a trailblazer in the crafts, your Rara, and thus the story, makes sure to speak directly at Akane. We're seeing your Rara speak directly to Akane, and 
give actual advice. And your rah-rah doesn't position herself as perform Rakugo exactly as I do and don't make an exception. She repeatedly tells Akane, it's not just because we're women, but that's certainly a large part of this, but no good artist just imitates everyone else. You borrow from everyone else, but you gotta be a trailblazer. You need to put something out there that seems original. In other words, your rah-rah does support Akane's ethos, which is that an artist is supposed to impose their will onto the craft, not just imitate. In that regard, that is a feminist argument in this manga, and that is good to hear. And I'm going to pause for one moment to have a sip of water, so one moment... Okay, so that's the feminism to this that, yes, you are going to impose your will onto this art form. It makes sense that one school of the Rakugo performance is to take on the sexy chorus in story. As your Rara has perfected and as Akane now has to try to reinvent but nothing in this series has felt like it needs to talk about sex appeal and girls and women performing Rakugo. Maybe it was just because I was happy to see a manga that wasn't doing creepy fan service crap with women and especially underage girls, but it hadn't occurred to me what do you do as a Rakugo performer when having to do the courtesan story and that's my ignorance and... That's not even just privilege or myopic, just being myopic. That's me not paying attention. As I will keep repeating, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't problem. If you lean into sex appeal, you're debased with terms I will not use here. If you lean away from anything related to eroticism, you're debased as if you are sexless and neither is fair. And whereas... And where I sit as a cisgender man talking about women characters, this compromises any criticism I could make about the potential sexism, misogyny, and fetishizing this story does. Even those Black Widow aspects to Yorara's performance, showing that her listeners are reduced down into an audience of skeletons, it is itself a stock character type, the Black Widow. But I don't know that it is handled like a stereotype. It is a stock character, but given overall everything we're getting from Yurara, I wouldn't go as far to say it's stereotyping her. It is a persona she's putting on stage. It is a way she captivates the audience, but that's not the totality of her character. How much more there is to her character remains to be seen, but when you're showing, yeah, that's how she engages with an audience, but that's not how she engages with her teachers, her students, her colleagues, her comrades. This isn't how she treats her peers. Again, it's a performance. It's not, this is who she is all the time. It's mitigated as well because she's a spoken word performer. She's not literally killing people. To the credit of this series, nothing in this arc or the overall manga has crossed a line for me in terms of misogyny or fetishizing. I'm not saying those couldn't be there. I'm saying that it hasn't crossed a line that leads me to unequivocally say, yeah, this is misogyny, this is fetishizing. If something is there, it is there, but not without having plausible deniability, or as I'm trying to say with Yurara, other dimensions to the character. Not just a Black Widow, also a teacher, also a student, also an artist. There may also be social commentary in this arc of Akane Banashi that I am not understanding. 
This is similar to ongoing questions we're having in academic studies about whether drag performances should be considered progressive or regressive. If you are perpetuating a stereotype, whether about the other gender being presented, is that regressive? Are you just engaging in representations? If you identify as a man and perform in drag as a woman, are you perpetuating stereotypes about women? Or, on the other hand, is this progressive because you're shattering this imaginary separation between genders and showing there are multiple genders, there's multiple, there is so much potential to any one gender, you don't need to limit yourself to what is traditionally considered masculine or feminine. You can be gender-bending, you can show this is all a fiction, and that you should let people live their lives. This is kind of why I feel like with this arc of Akane Banashi that you can show this is progressive and also acknowledge, yeah, there are still problematic details and there are larger questions that one manga will not be able to address because this is at the institution and you gotta work on the institution to fix it. And sidebar, yes, I am engaging in very light criticism towards drag performances, Please don't misrecognize where this is coming from. I'm asking how drag performances are regressive or progressive. If you're some right-wing person listening to this and you think you can comment on drag performances, fuck off. This conversation isn't for you. You're excluded. Lead this discussion of people within the drag performance community and people within discussions of gender studies, you incompetent, right-wing, homophobic, transphobic, fascist fucks. But I'm getting off on a tangent and we're not at the end of the live stream where I reserve a lot of the political talk. So back to the scripts. Back to the question of drag performance as relates to questions of Rakugo. When your Ra-Ra's teacher says he saw in your Ra-Ra the essence of his art. Are we to see her teacher as having a woman's soul inside a man's body? Like he's the one who says... I have been trying to perfect the chorus and story for so long, and it's only when I saw this woman, your Rod, that I realized she's the one who can embody my art. That is saying a lot, and I don't know what to do with it. Or, are we to not see this as her teacher basically saying he has a woman's soul inside a man's body, and instead we are to see this as... Your raw rod takes these men who make light about women and impersonate them and in doing so potentially debase women with stereotypes and she is turning their art on its head to say, oh, I'll out woman you men. I'll take this comedic performance that is so over the top and take it so seriously that it reduces a woman's identity into such an overwhelming force of it knocks sex appeal, then womanness, and it will overwhelm the audience and murder them. I don't know. I think that the manga has an answer, and I can't figure it out, because I'm looking at this from multiple angles instead of really digging into the evidence and saying, this evidence leads to this one and only conclusion. Or... If it's not one and only conclusion, then the manga is offering an answer in that the problem of what is it is brought up by our main character, Akane herself. She has been taught that playing up sensuality distracts from the Rakugo performance, but your Ra-Ra shows, no, you can play up the sensuality and still have it be an effective Rakugo performance. Or, to correct my poor phrasing... You can play out the sensuality in order to create an effective Rakugo performance. If there is anything that I can look at as unambiguous and clear within this story, is the innocuous acknowledgement that Rakugo, as an art form, like almost any form of art, is open to various forms of performance and interpretation. And while this arc isn't over yet, and... In chapter 47 that came out this morning, which I haven't looked at, 
I'm guessing we're finally going to see the beginning of Akane's performance of the chorus and story in front of the audience. I think what is being hinted is that what Akane will learn is, yes, your Rara has blazed a new way in Rakugo, but just because she is another woman performing Rakugo doesn't mean Akane has to follow that path either. The benefit of this arc is that it shows that Rakugo can take on various forms, not that women have to stick to this one way or to your Rara's way. Akane can find a third option her own way. This is similar but different enough from what we have seen in discussions about women in comedy and there's no school that says, oh, if you want to be a woman in comedy, there are only these few paths you can take. That shouldn't be how the world is. I understand why that can be an argument, but we know that in a far better world than the one we're in, there would be infinite ways, and if not for institutional sexism and all that it does to corrupt the politics, the economics, the ability to support yourself and your art, that there wouldn't just be your Rara's way, Akane's way, there would be infinite ways. But that's a tangent for another discussion. Let me wrap up my complicated regard for this current arc in the manga with one thing I really did enjoy. I did laugh at how Akane's failures to get the course in performance had next to nothing to do with her capacity as a performer or her owning her own sexuality. Like, she does a performance for your rah-rah and your rah-rah just has this pleasant smile, but it's a hollow one where she's like, no, don't do that ever again. Don't do it that way. Rather, Akane is trying really hard to occupy a space and realizing over the course of the story that this isn't right for her. Now, it doesn't mean it's not right at all. It can be right for someone else, but it's not right for her right now. Maybe in the future it will be, or maybe it never will be, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be for her. And I like that it's not only her realizing how uncomfortable she feels doing it, her classmate Ozaki, this childhood bully she had, and then they became good friends once again to high school because he got over his nonsense and she had mellowed out considerably. They're good friends. And she is like, how many men do I actually know that I could ask on a date? Okay, I'll ask him. And he's freaked out by this. He's not freaked out only by the date. He's freaked out by... Why is she acting different and trying to act like a completely different person? Not in a sensual way, in a, oh, this is how girls my age should act on a date. And he, without this turning into chauvinism, he doesn't put his foot down and say, no, stop acting like this because I say so. He says, no, you're acting different in a way where you are obviously not comfortable with this. Don't act uncomfortable. I appreciate that the story unfolds where Akne and Ozaki both decide, yeah, we'll make this a date, but it's just for fun. We're not going to treat this as having to be romantic. It's basically just two friends hanging out, and we're not going to make it weird by putting additional pressure, and it, this can calm you down so you can do your Rakugo and figure out the direction you're going to take. Ozaki's forward. He's like, no, I will be here to help you, but... You know, at least be honest and tell me that's what this was for so that I'm not worrying why you're acting differently. That was the last thing we got in this arc before the cliffhanger in chapter 46 where Akane, something clicks and she figures out this is how I'm going to perform the Coruscant story. And the cliffhanger was right before she took the stage. So having her just enjoying her time with Ozaki and calming down was heartwarming. So I'm glad we got that largely unproblematic story beat before we jump into this new chapter. And now we're going to see whether Akane's third way really works for her. How her handling of the Coruscant story will be trailblazing. Or whether it's going to risk falling back into regressive gender performances. So... 
let's turn to today's chapter. That will be chapter 47 of Akane Banashi. The series is written by Yuki Sainaga, sorry, Suenaga, illustrated by Takamasa Moi, Rakugo Supervision by Kaiki Hayashiya, translated into English by Stephen Paul, lettering by Sneer Aharon. You can read it at viz.com slash shonenjump slash chapter slash Akane Banashi. And because my phone is practically dying on me, I am switching onto my web tab to read it off of my computer. That's chapter 47, released today, January 29th, 2023. And let's begin today's reading. We see the audience and... I mean, I'm a little surprised that it's this full. Granted, this is Akane being the opening act for Yurara, so of course it would be this full. We have a conversation, and I apologize for losing track of the names of many of the supporting characters. Given that their faces are largely obscured, we have a hint at which eyeglasses person this is being spoken to. They're told by one of the other performances, I'm sorry about the inconvenience, our opener's going to take a bit of extra time. So, you know, trying to prime this person and say, Akane is rusty, this is new for her, please be as flexible as you can with your time and your expectations. And the person just says, I've already accepted it. That is odd phrasing, and I appreciate Stephen Paul's translation here to really set the tone of not saying only it's all right, I understand, it's I've already accepted it. That is such serious phrasing. So we see that the person being spoken to is the same teacher who had told Akane earlier, you know, Yurara got that eight-minute applause from the silence. Is this him, you know, trying to take responsibility for, oh, I hope I didn't screw up Akane's expectations and really intimidate her? He does give us a flashback saying that Akane had approached him earlier, revealed she's going to be the opener, and also revealing you know, this happened, then this happened, and that's why I'm doing this. And that is kind of funny that I'm imagining. I kind of wish we had an Akane Banashi anime. If you've been listening to my Bungo Stray Dogs audio commentaries, so much of how that anime and the original manga uses thought bubbles to quickly communicate a summary of events I'm kind of just imagining Akane saying, and I went on this date, and the date didn't go well, and this teacher just having to listen and nod like, yes, you are a good storyteller, I get your story, I understand the events that led to this, you can just cut to the chase and not keep telling me this story. Continuing to read what her teacher is saying here, I gave her quite and admonishment to steer her away from that kind of behavior. Ah, so what Akane revealed was how she had embarrassed one of her... one of the other Rakugo performers who had been rude to her and dismissing her talents, and she had taken a personal attack. I wouldn't have been surprised that she resented me for not approving of her, and then her mentor here jumps in and says, I did scold her myself, so I get how you're feeling, but we can both walk away from this knowing that she heard us and she's learning from our lessons. And if that's what she understands... So they're trying to say, yeah, Akane took it personally, but so would any student... Instead of us just giving her another lecture, we need to see that she applied the lesson. So, her teacher says, I would be pleased that that is the case, but it's not as though I didn't have my reasons. I wonder what those reasons are. If it's 
again, just wanting to see, is there a third way beyond what your Ra-Ra is doing? Or what he means by, I had other reasons to admonish her and to be here to watch her performance. I only hope that my concerns are nothing. I wonder if this also ties into the fact that Akane's father flunked out of Rakugo for reasons not entirely his fault. In any case, I also appreciate the paneling. We've been showing Akane preparing in the back room, tying back her hair, walking, we get a close-up of her feet, and there are deliberate choices with how we see the representation of her sitting. We go from a panel of her lifting her leg up onto the platform, but not seeing the other foot come down and not seeing her sit. We just cut to audience and then cut to her already seated. Again, there's something here trying to communicate her serious choice of movements. And I can't tell if it's trying to communicate an elegance because that's not quite it. But there is a deliberation in her choice of movements, as with a Rakugo performer. So, she is seated, she clears her throat, she introduces herself. We then get a panel of her by herself on stage, largely empty space, and then it's a thought sorry, a word balloon connecting that panel to the next. So I really appreciate the artwork showing Here's how isolated she looks, even as she is still talking to an audience, and that her words are to connect her to that audience, and instead she's still isolated, and the audience either looks bored or to the side, and then one of, I think that's the journalist who had first reported on her, saying he's thinking so that was so what has she come up with okay so he still doesn't know what her story is going to be now she starts telling the brothel story and you can see at least one member of the audience swaying a bit and the journalist looks he, the journalist is doing that bakugo in deep thoughts face as he's listening intently to the story and she had just said the men of Edo would go inside to the brothel district to assert their manhood. We cut to the next two pages. She's doing the hand gesture as she's explaining what an oiron, it, oiron is. And we see backstage her mentor listening. We had the TV, we had the audio. One of the difficulties with each chapter of Akane Banashi when they do the performance is that we ourselves have already heard the summary and even some of the dialogue, so you're having to repeat the same wording. Now, the translator's going to make sure, well, wait, is any word changed in this compared to the last time it was performed? Because God makes sure that the translation is accurate in case a character later says, oh, I was surprised Akane changed this one word to alter the performance in this one way. Everyone is just listening silently. That's the other problem with the series, and not a problem as in this ruins it or it's even a flaw. It's a, this is a challenge for the reader to interact with and either overcome or accept, we're only hearing her voice. We had not gone into the mindset of anyone. They're silent. We can only use their facial expressions. And when her teacher has glasses and closed eyes and a word balloon that's just an ellipses, we're not getting anything from him. This is poker face. And that's the last panel we get on this page before I flip. So teacher is silent, eyes closed. Now, let's go to the next page. So, her teacher hears this, and he looks at her 
hand gesture, and we get a panel to show this. She speaks exactly as Master Yurara does. And when we see that words, when we see those words from him, we're also shown Akane is doing the same pose, the same hairstyle, the same hand gesture. And as Akane continues performing, he's having a flashback to her Akane's other performances saying, I knew she had a rare level of technical skill for a mayor Zenza, but this is quite a leap in less than a month. Now, this is depending on other characters to tell us she has advanced this far. That's not a bad choice. It is letting the experts tell us what is happening. And glancing onto the page on the left, I can see we're about to get the twist. But this is still depending on having the men in the room justify to us in the audience when we can't hear it that yes, this is a good performance and this is almost exactly as your Rob Rob would do it. Now, her teacher thinks the real problem is what comes next. And skipping ahead, we see the journalist starting to get some excitement lines around him as we see in the audience because the audience is getting captivated by how Akane is able to perform the narration and perform the man coming in, but how is she going to play the courtesan? So everyone's excited to see how that's going to be, and the teacher was excited thinking, okay, are you going to do it like your rah-rah does it, or do you have a different spin on this? So she does her hand gesture. I flip the page to see what choice she makes. Yeah, the expressions from the audience are about the same as I'm having, not from being able to hear her performance, but from looking at her lips, her blush, her eyes, her hand gesture. Like I said, the lips, the flowery background, the waviness of the courtesan's dialogue. Everyone is shocked but the journalist who just says, wait, as he's figuring out something else here. And even the journalist loses it and just spits out laughing. She took lessons from Master Yurara just to do this. The journalist has to collect himself. So, again, is this supposed to be unintentional laughter? Because you can see the audience now on page 14, sorry, 15, is trying to contain their own unintentional laughter. But hey, a laugh is a laugh. I know one of the earlier chapters that said, if you're just getting... No, wait, that was a completely different series. I'm thinking of the... Why am I blanking on the title of it? Uh, one moment. Yeah, Shoha Shoten. That series does a similar arc where they say, if you're just getting cheap laughs, is that really a full meal for your audience? If you're just doing cheap laughs... You're just exhausting the audience and not building up to a punchline. Okay, so audience has to get back his collectiveness. She took a nice long pause, so I was sure she was going to follow up with Master Yurara's type of Oiron, but maybe that was just a fluke. Next time, it'll be better. So everyone's again listening intently, waiting to hear as she keeps doing the dialogue of all the men and the narrators to see, okay, how are you going to do the Corson? And she does it exactly the same way again, only it's a smaller panel, then cuts to the story again, then another panel, then the audience doing unintentional laughter, and she keeps doing it, and the reporter is thinking, why would you do this? And her teacher just thinks, I'm stunned, thinking, you're rah-rah, gave this model for how to do the performance, Akane stuck to it for everyone but the woman. Why is that? Now, the teacher says the comedy for Yurara emerges from how young she is compared to how old the characters are that she's playing, and that creates comedy. That wasn't quite communicated to me, but maybe that's because seeing the rows of skeletons was like, this is a comedy, but 
whatever, I'm not getting it. So the teacher was thinking the joke around your rah-rah is she's so young and yet so seasoned and comes off like a really good form of an old man, whereas Akane is instead trying to, for lack of better phrasing on my part, do a drag performance version of the courtesan. We continued that in Akane's hands, something is different. So, Akane's mentor gets a phone call from Yurara in a flashback, and they're talking about what Akane is going to perform. And in that phone conversation, Akane's mentor was saying, you know, I'm still concerned, so I'm glad that Yurara, you're mentoring her. And your Rara says, well, you know, you don't need to worry because I didn't have to do much. She figured it out. She's found the answer to why I chose to teach her the story Fetching Tea. And that's where we lead this off. And we don't have an answer yet because everyone in the audience is still losing their minds at how weird they find this. And we're not told yet why your Rara chose it and why Akane chose this very flowery, goofy way of performing it, so that's going to have to be for next time, which we're not going to be doing Akane Banashi next week. I'll share what we're going to do next time, but I thought that was a good chapter. It's not the end of this arc, which makes it harder to judge, but as a small step towards the conclusion to this arc, I enjoyed it. It didn't come across as as deeply offensive as I was fearing, I don't mean that there wasn't something that you could be justifiably offended by, but there wasn't anything here that I didn't think couldn't be acknowledging a problem that it will respond to. But I would need a little more time to collect my thoughts, to better phrase this. Maybe I can bring it up next weekend after I think it over, but I'll wrap up there. Thank you for listening to this week's stream of Sunday Morning Manga. Were you satisfied with the payoff to Akane's work? I mean, granted, we're not at the end of her work, so still got a way to go. But if we can't judge her overall performance, what about the series up to this point? Do you think it's done a good job handling the challenges that women and girls have performing Rakugo? Or... Is her performance today showing there is still something reductive in gender terms? I would appreciate any feedback you have to offer. Please let me know. You can post in the comment section or email me, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. Music today include the tracks titled Los Angeles by Music Production and Sunshine by Lemon Music Studio. These songs are royalty-free and available at the website Pixabay. Links are in the video description and if you're listening to the podcast version, in the podcast description. If you like what you heard, please let me know. Contributions at coffee.com slash Derek S. McGrath and patreon.com slash Derek S. McGrath are appreciated. Please include a note to let me know what you liked in the live stream and what you would like to hear more of. And if you thought anything in today's live stream would suit your website needs, such as news, commentary, or analysis of comics, anime, or larger pop culture, please reach out to me. I can be reached via email, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. I can adapt remarks from today's live stream into an article for your site. Additional job leads in writing, commentary, and online broadcasting are welcome as well. Again, my email, derek.s.mcgrath at gmail.com. If you have a request for something for me to talk about on the Sunday live stream, drop me a contribution in the coffee tip jar or a monthly Patreon subscription, $1 minimum. And if it's something I'm comfortable covering here and is pretty much the same kind of content warnings as anything else I cover, I'll consider it or I'll write you back until we can find something we're both up for me talking about. You can join other coffee and Patreon contributors such as Emily Lauer and Alec Roach. Thank you both for your support. And if you liked what you heard or didn't like what you heard, please check out other people's awesome stuff. 
yeah, I forgot this slide, so the coffee and Patreon rewards. Okay, on to the next one. If you liked or didn't like what you heard, please check out Pro Left Podcast, Black Comics Chat on Twitch, the writing of Jeff Harris at post.news slash Namalki, and please support his work in media criticism on PayPal and on his Amazon wishlist. And there are illustrators you can commission, such as the talented Golden Sun Deer. You can read their rates at twitter.com slash goldensundeer. That's their illustration on the side. And you can also commission illustrator and Twitch streamer Ichi Rose at twitter.com slash Ichi underscore Rose underscore and twitch.tv slash Eve underscore Chi underscore. Speaking of Twitch streamers, I talk about them every week and I talked about them when discussing Servamp a couple weeks ago, but to the actors behind the Servamp English dub, Micah Solasad and Ayu host a Friday live stream with videos showing their illustration work, and they've had some recent videos unpacking game card packets, which are also entertaining. And they have a Patreon for their D&D-style isekai audio drama, Sudden Death, Sudden Life, which is available for $5 patrons at patreon.com slash painapplestudio. I had talked about their work on the Servamp English dub in previous weeks, so please check out their Friday night live streams, twitch.tv slash hellopainapple. I think you'll enjoy their performances and illustrations. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please visit Irregulars Productions on YouTube for their Soul Eater content, including their, it's now been a, more than a month, their Christmas-themed video about the anime Soul Eater. It features artwork by Golden Sun Deer, who, again, you can commission at twitter.com slash goldensundeer. But before we wrap up today, I have been struggling how to phrase this statement. I can't see how you can call yourself an anime fan and yet be bigoted towards trans people. I know that sounds silly, not only because bigotry is silly, but because people are like this. They compartmentalize all the time and self-contradict. I mean, look at how many people love Wonder Woman and yet are turfs and homophobes. Or look at people who love Superman, but are right-wing and anti-immigration, anti-immigrant, anti-refugee, just anti-human. Or people who love Star Trek and are just flat-out bigots. I mean, this happens. People like things and you're like, wait, that person likes it? But that's not why I like it. I mean, this story means this to me. How could they enjoy this story that has such an obvious message of inclusiveness and the importance of acceptance and diversity and not just being a racist pile of shit? With how much gender bending happens in anime, though, this is what I mean by the bigotry towards trans people. How do you enjoy anime and then ignore the rampant transphobia happening in this country. I mean, for God's sakes, in the last week, that orange fuck in Moralago, he took a photo with that libs of TikTok prick. You know, the one whose online activity has fomented so much anti-trans discord in this country that even after a mass shooting at an LGBTQ club in Colorado, that libs of TikTok prick not only has persisted with her anti-trans bullshit, but was again targeting Colorado again. The blood's not even wiped off the ground before she does that. I don't get it, and this wasn't in my prepared remarks, but just after what happened to Tyree Nichols in the last month, and still took almost a month for this to get news coverage, for people like me to realize this happens? I don't get it. I don't... And grant, that's a larger discussion to have another time about representations of policing and 
you know, following law and order within anime and manga when we see that you can follow the laws and still be brutalized. How do you enjoy something and not get the message presented in that story? Forget whether we're talking about being anti-trans or anti-black. How can you say you are a fan of anime and then dehumanize your neighbors, your kids, your parents, your siblings, your students, your teachers, your family and co-workers, or just strangers? How can you say you're in a fandom and then be this hateful and awful? As I tried to say the last few weeks, there's a lot to work on. It feels overwhelming to tackle all of it. Please focus on just one thing you know you can do. Focus your time and money into work that dismantles abusive systems that persist with or without your unintentional help. Like I said last time, the money you give to certain corporations is then spent to prop up bigotry and fascism. You can't stop how you spend your money in some cases. But that doesn't stop you from putting in your time and money into things you know can directly dismantle these abusive systems. Once again, I can only offer partial solutions against this nonsense. Please work for some cause that opposes this bullshit in one way or another. That can mean donating to Democrats, running for local and federal office at Act Blue, and given how the Republican Party is trying to turn school board meetings and even just who is a principal at a school into more of this fascist nonsense, you need to campaign for people on the left into your school boards to just dismantle 30 plus years of right-wing nonsense. There are elections coming up for judges in Wisconsin. Go campaign for that to make sure that you're not having terrible judges on the bench that permit police violence and election theft. And by election theft, I mean by saying, yeah, we know how the voters voted and what the official results are, but we're going to ignore those and just pull in our right-wing person. <sighs> Donate to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Donate to the University of California's Academic Workers' Strike Support and Hardship Fund. Donate to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And in Florida, teachers and activists protested this week in Tallahassee against the anti-black policies foisted against the AP African American Studies course. And for God's sakes, the College Board better not change that course to appease Florida. Like, ignore Florida. Run the course without that state. You don't need them. The anti-black policies that constrain education at the K-12 and up to the college level where... Even teachers had their classes on diversity and inclusiveness canceled. I don't mean classes they're teaching. I mean workplace training courses telling their telling teachers, hey, how about you not discriminate and not be racist and not be bigoted? Those courses are gone at some Florida schools in workplace training. They don't even trust the teachers. They don't trust adults. Like college students, most of them are adults. They don't even trust the teachers, who are pretty much all adults, physically, to understand any of this. Please look at this statement at the website address p2a.co slash g-l-m-d-a-n capital L. The link is on screen and in the video description. Please look at this statement and consider signing on to it in opposition to this right-wing nonsense. But on to what I hope is better news. That's all for today. Next Sunday morning, we'll get back to Fistfights and Wizardry with Chapter 142 of Mashal, which today got an anniversary color image, so go miss out on a colorized image next week, but... Looking forward to seeing how that major fight wrapping up this series turns out. Until next Sunday, I've been Derek S. McGrath. You have a good afternoon. Bye.